This is Barry Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Very Public Affairs. My name's Joe Burke and I'm part of the team at the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. In this week's podcast, I spoke to Andrew McGuinness, Executive Manager of Corporate Affairs and Communications at Qantas, and Clayton Ford, General Manager of Corporate Affairs at 7-Eleven Australia, on the sidelines of our full-day executive education module on media relations in Sydney. In a wide-ranging discussion on the media relations discipline, I first asked the two practitioners how they've seen media relations change over the last 10 years. First, you'll hear Clayton Ford, and then Andrew McGuinness. Well, I think it's uh, changed and evolved really in terms of what we're seeing in, in the broader uh, media and communication space. And you've know, got the obvious growth and, and evolution of social media from you know, social media one through to social media three and, uh, and much more community driven. You've got the hollowing out, really, I think, of traditional media institutions um, and you know, decreasing numbers of journalists and uh, under increasing time pressure. You've just got the pace of the media cycles. Uh, and this kind of really proliferation of channels across um, all types of media. So I think those changes are really driving the discipline to to change and to try and be able to cope with what is just um, this kind of multitude of, of, of channels uh, that's coming at them, um, demands on their time and and ways in which stories can just get out there and can run away. So I think over the last 10 years, it's probably really that external environment that has changed so rapidly that is forcing the discipline to try and change and keep up with it. Well, look, I think it's changed and it hasn't changed. I think the fundamental rules are the same in terms of what the media relations practitioner's job is. Um, I think what's different is obviously the business models of the fourth estate have changed, have been in a lot of flux. Um, And I think increasingly we've seen fewer specialists, so fewer specialist rounds and more generalists. And and obviously there's been uh, a lot of change in newsrooms, uh, an element of uncertainty in newsrooms, which has been difficult um, for those news organisations. Other industries have experienced similar transformations at different times. So it's not completely new, uh, but when you're a media relations practitioner and the journalists you're dealing with change on a regular basis, or they're not sure exactly whose round you should be talking to because that person got retrenched and they haven't appointed a new person yet, that sort of thing, that's quite challenging for, for everyone, I think. Um, so it's about being able to um, be very flexible and your ability to build relationships very quickly is probably um, key. Relationships have always mattered, but it gets harder when those people move on on a regular basis. Uh, so I think that the turnover there is higher. I do think those business models are settling down a bit, uh, and I think that the, a lot of the move onto online has made, um, and, and that settling down, while it was initially disruptive, it seems to be um, settling. So um, I, I think that the, the relationship building is key, and also just the ability to um, manage for different audiences uh, and the different platforms. So even right down to the fact that understanding the deadlines that now occur. So it's not, uh, the media cycle is no longer 24 hours, it's, you know, it's 5, 10, 15 minutes. Um, it, it happens very, very quickly. And, and a lot of uh, online, uh, of the major online porters will be looking at publishing every, you know, every few hours, refreshing all the content. So it's about being able to plug into that cycle uh, and to understand their challenges and work with them uh, so that you can then help them deliver on what they need to deliver, which then makes your job easier and, and the whole practice easier. Andrew seemed optimistic about the current state of the traditional media's business model, so I asked him with that in mind what he thought the biggest challenge in the media relations discipline is right now. 
I then asked Clayton the same question. Well, I think it makes it simpler if they've got uh, if if they're all on a on a firmer footing and, and they seem to be. I think that the um, a lot of the reduction in numbers that you saw in newsrooms seems to be coming to to some sort of level of stability. You're actually seeing some cadets being hired by certain media outlets, which is really encouraging. I think everyone wants to see that. Everyone wants uh, journalism to have a really strong future. Uh, so I think that that's an opportunity. I, I, I view that as really encouraging uh, because if you look at the media relations practitioner, what's their job? Their job is to help the outside world understand what's going on within a company. It's really that simple. Uh, so if you've got a message that you want to get out there or rather if um, in a reactive environment, if media is asking you lots of questions about what's going on inside your company or your organisation, um, it's our job to make that as simple as possible in terms of how we tell that story. So in a sense, having, having the fourth estate on on a better footing from a business model point of view is, is good for everyone. Well, I think there's a, there's a real challenge around um, around the channels and there are so many of them and how do you choose which are the right ones to reach the audience to drive your strategic objectives? And then when you look more, I guess, to the more traditional types of media outlets, you've got you know, the reduction in journalists um, they have increasing demands on their time of content and channels that they're trying to produce across. How do you uh, build relationships in, in that environment when it is very much um, demand-driven? Um, and how do you help get good quality stories and analysis out there in what is such a, a, a really, as I say, fast-paced and demand-driven, content-driven environment? I'd see that as really the biggest challenge facing the discipline right now. Both Qantas and 7-Eleven are big operations in Australia, so I asked the two practitioners how well they think large organisations have got their head around how to communicate and engage stakeholders through social media channels and content. Clayton's up first, followed by Andrew. Well, I think a number of companies are doing really well in the social media space with consumers and customers. Uh, and I think that's a natural outreach, whether it's through the marketing team or, or corporate affairs play, playing a role in that. Seeing some really innovative space, I think uh, you know, my company, 7-Eleven, um, do some really solid engagement and have built very, very strong followings for both the 7-Eleven brand and for the Slurpee brand across uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and um, you know, one of the early adopters of Snapchat as well. What I've seen less of is really good engagement of the broader stakeholder group for for corporations, uh, for organisations in that social media space. Um, I think that's a real opportunity, um, but one that I think is probably still in front of most Australian organisations as to how they could really take some of the really clever, innovative, engaging uh, ambassador-building stuff that's happening in the, the marketing and the consumer space and evolve that into the broader stakeholder space. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a really difficult one because social media has changed so much and keeps changing. Um, and it's, a, uh, it's not a Wild West, but it's certainly the, the rules that apply in normal media relations are very different in social media. And then you've got these two things basically um, overlapping. In, in the Venn diagram, you've, you've got a fair bit of overlap between the social media and the traditional media piece. Um, so look, it's a real challenge. And I think um, there's, there's a bit of test and learn required. Uh, you, you need to run experiments to see um, what works and what doesn't work. 
Uh, I think people understand pretty well. I think we have nailed the um, what people are interested in, what works on social media generally versus traditional media, the pace of it. Um, I think that, that the comments uh, can sometimes be a bit challenging. You might post some content yourself and then in terms of moderating some of the comments that, that come after that can be quite challenging. Um, but I think that it's a fantastic platform and the ability to reach people, the ability for organisations to tell their own stories, um, not necessarily having to rely on traditional media but being able to go direct to people and have a conversation um, is, is an awesome tool that didn't exist 10 years ago. And there are challenges with the algorithm um, and the way that, that, it's, that it's changed, particularly on Facebook. Um, so how you, how you manage that, how you make sure your voice is heard in a pretty crowded marketplace um, is a big thing. But I, I think that, that that's an exciting challenge. So you don't want it to be easy. It's, it's more interesting if it's, if it's a challenge. You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally, including via our online learning platform. The Centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn or visit us at www.accpa.com.au or download the Centre's app, which is available both on iTunes and Google Play. Welcome back, and I hope you're enjoying this week's Very Public Affairs podcast. Moving back to my conversation with Andrew McGuinness from Qantas and Clayton Ford from 7-Eleven, I wanted to know what these two practitioners thought about the future of the discipline. Here's what they had to say about where they see media relations heading into the next 10 years. First, you'll hear Clayton, and Andrew will respond afterwards. Well, I think it, it, um, it grows in importance uh, for both corporate affairs but also for, for business or for organisations. Um, I think in, increasingly it's integration um, within the overall business communications. Um, so what was probably a not quite siloed, but quite a separate skill or discipline or, or area of the function, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, is increasingly integrating across whether it be internal communications, corporate communications, uh, stakeholder communications. So it's really becoming integrated, um, you know, leveraging content across all the different channels, taking what is internal, using that external. So I think, to me, the key change of the key that will dynamic that we're going to see over the next 10 years which is probably already underway is that just much closer integration within the function but then also within the business good question oh, look i think it's always been a a pace volume and content issue so the, the pace of it it feels like it's speeding up in terms of response time if you're talking about a reactive media environment it feels like that's faster and faster you don't have a lot of time because of the nature of social media um, before people want an answer about something whereas perhaps in in the past they were more reliant on a media cycle so you had time to draw breath there's a discipline around making sure you know that your answers are right and what you're telling people is right uh, before you go out with it because the demand to respond really quickly is there the volume because certainly um, it sort of goes with the pace that um, that the ability of social media in particular to amplify things is quite incredible uh, things spread very, very quickly, and that is a good and a bad thing. Um, and, and maybe as a consequence of that, it's neither. It's just the way it is. 
Um, and then I think content. Content is king. So if your content is good, that's, that's really where you need to start. Um, people are very savvy consumers. If they're not listening to you, there's, there's a bunch of other things they can listen to instead, and they will. So you need to make sure that whatever your messaging is, it doesn't just have to sound good to you. It has to be of interest to other people. And I think that there's a bit of a trap you can fall into in um, thinking that necessarily assuming that what your organisation has to say is of such burning importance, everyone's going to stop what they're doing and read it, and that's not true. So I think making sure that your content is of interest to people um, is really, really important. It's basic respect for, the, for your audience. Um, and, and you can do that by simply tracking what you put up there. Does it work or not? Does it resonate? And what are other people doing? And, and what success are they having? And finally, I asked the million-dollar question, advice for practitioners coming into the discipline. I wanted to know the tips Andrew and Clayton have on how to best build capacity to operate in the new media relations environment. First up is Andrew and then Clayton. Yeah, so I think um, particularly if you're starting out or even if you're, you're, a, um, you're a few years into your media relations career, the, the big benefit that we have is that there are so many examples and case studies out there. They're every day in, in the newspaper, online and on social. You've got you to soak that up. You've got to have a look at all the case studies. If there's a big issue that happens, you go and see how did that company deal with it, how did the media respond, and how did they respond to how, how they responded, um, and on it goes. Like Things like you know, big product recalls or, or any sort of scandals, um, they're really interesting case studies. It costs nothing to sift through them, and you, you get better at analysing them, and you then go, well, what are the teachable moments out of this? What did they do well, and what did they do not so well? Uh, and there's some companies that will come out and actually have that conversation um, around okay this is what we did and this is how it went um, Southwest Airlines not long ago had an incident and they were really they were out there in the New York Times I think it was probably three or four days later talking about how they handled it from a media relations point of view so that's a gift that's a gift to any practitioner out there who can basically um, learn from other people's um, uh, lessons which is which is great look I think in some ways they're um, they'd be the tips as they have been in the past, number one, consume a wide range of media, be interested and you know, really help to understand what's going on in different channels, what are their areas of focus and interest, you know, what's their tone and their style and what is their readership interested in uh, and understanding the journalists and the drivers and the producers and, and where is that coming from. So I think that's number one and that would be a timeless tip. Um, secondly, I think you need to be a participant as well. Um, uh, in a number of the channels, not necessarily all of them, but just to really keep your finger on the pulse and understand how those channels are evolving, how people are engaging, what is working well, what doesn't work so well. Um, and I think probably thirdly, and perhaps most importantly, is really understand the business and stay close to the business and the business strategy and be guided by that um, and always be looking at how can you add value to that strategy, how can you help the business drive that strategy through the media, through this new environment, through the range of channels, And um, because that's, after all, you know, that's what it's all about. That's all for this week's episode of Very Public Affairs. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and drop us a line at thecentre at accpa.com.au if you want to get in touch about anything mentioned in today's podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.